so we're starting off with a banger apparently. The song is uh, Dance Dance Tommy Sunshine Remix. Of course, the amazing Fallout Boy. Um, but see, we're gonna. It's like a. You know that saying? It's like. You always go back to where you started, you know, whether it be like your hometown or whatever. Now. My. I think a lot of people, like today is the first day of December. I think for a lot of people, the day yesterday was the beginning of like the rest of their life. Um, and I know that's corny because it's like every day is the first day of your <laughs> the rest of your life. Um, but like yesterday really, it um, it really marked like big changes um i don't i don't know very many people or i'm you know i don't i don't uh, associate with very many people at all but like the one person that i do or no two people that i do um hold on rotate to landscape mode why do i have to do that uh, i'm sorry i'm also um streaming this um, on the app, what is it called? I don't know, but it's like, that's what I meant by, um, you go back to where you started, because my whole podcast started off as, like, a video thing, um, and, um, so now I'm doing that, and I'm sorry for, like, being weird, because, um, uh, it just shit out, so, (laughs) um, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties, but it's like, I, I don't know, like, I remember being in my car, you know, at my, at my, the last time I had a job, like, a real job, (laughs) real job in quotations, because, like, I mean, like, being a, a cannabis farmer is just, like, is it really, is it really a real job? Um, but yeah, no, it is like, it totally is. Um, you're working, you're getting paid, you're, you're making a product and you, and you have coworkers, you know, you have a boss, there's nothing to be ashamed of, you know, there's really nothing to be ashamed of with any job, whether it's like, it's farming or it's working in, uh, the service industry. It's like, it's all real. Um, like real people come to you, um, for real service and they pay you real money so you should do like a really good job um obviously like there's a lot of things out there that it's just like probably most things where it's like I'm not getting paid what I should um you know now that I'm not in cannabis um I'm grossly aware of how underpaid I was um but that's fine because like (laughs) On a personal level, I know... Well, it's not even a personal level. It's a spiritual level. Um, and I guess cognitively, I, 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 I'm on the understanding train that the people who fired me are severely uh, paying for that transgression. Because it was a transgression, you know? Like, yes, I'm ultimately happier, freer, more successful now. 
but you know because I loved my fucking job and I loved who I the people I worked with and I put my heart and soul and back and ass into it <laughs> um, you they you know and this is for everybody like if you break a woman's heart get ready to fucking pay okay because a woman's heart is Oh my god, this song right here, this Ed Sheeran, um, you know, and I've, I've never heard any of his shit before he got into dance, but like, and I think this is his only like dance song, but this fucking song is a fucking banger, dude, and I'm, I love his voice, and if he wants to stay and dance, he can totally stay and dance, like, I, I approve. Um... But yeah, you don't fuck with a woman's heart, dude. I mean, yeah, you definitely don't want to fuck with a man's heart either because, um, it, it, you know, science has said that, like, has proven, um, shown, I don't know, you know, uh, how you want to take that. But, like, women, um, at the, like, at the end of a relationship, which I think seven to... 10 or maybe even nine times out of 10, it's a woman who ends a relationship. Um, she needs three months for every year she was with somebody to process and, and get back to, you know, a, a healthy emotional level. Men, unfortunately, never fucking get over it. You know, and that it becomes undeniably clear when you give it any sort of thought because um you know as as you you know tread into the dating waters you find that there are very many broken men like um and just it's just it's really sad it's really sad but um yeah you just you have to keep that in mind. And that said, that said, um, I don't know. It's like the differences between men and women are so chaotically different that, like, it doesn't really matter that they can't get over it because, like, their needs in a relationship are so much more base. Like, they just, and I hate that word, just, they very simply just kind of want like a woman to come home to like somebody who cooks for them somebody who cleans for them and somebody who they can hold at night you know women it's just so much more different where it's like we Because they are an investment. Men are an investment. That's what beauty is. Like, we spend so much fucking time getting ready. Um, you know, being pretty, being fit, being presentable. You know, like, skincare. You know, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And yes, there's guys out there who do their, who do their skincare. Yes, I, I totally, totally understand that. Um... But for the most part, nine times out of ten, somebody who's buying toner or a serum or a lotion, it's a woman. 
our job as women is like it's so it's kind of like comparable to the way that we um, keep the economy going like men buy big purchases you know a few times a year you know we'll say four times a year they buy something like a car a new phone some other sort of electronic and like a gun or something you know uh, women on the other hand we make like four purchases a day you know whether it be food from the grocery or um, you know shit from the gas station shit from the Rite Aid um, just we're constantly buying we're constantly you know vendors street vendors you know we just like to um, it's like women are like the hugs and kisses of the um, intimacy world which you know men and women can hug and kiss men and women you know on the cheeks and shit like that but men are like the sex of the intimacy world where it's like you really are only gonna have sex with like one person um, you know two if you got like some severe game going on um, what am I talking about I don't know so anyway like today's podcast it's just I don't know I just I got nostalgic where it's just like because I do have my my app going right now where it's like people can see me talking and stuff like that um, and there's a little hashtag I, I <laughs> I, this one is agenda because I, that's what I kind of want to talk about today. It's like my agenda for today. Because as I started off saying, things are different now. I mean, yeah, like things are different now. It is December 2nd now. Or no, it's December 1st, I'm sorry. And it truly does feel different um, shit's real, you know, shit is real, um, situations are real, um, the stakes are real, and, like, on a personal level, I just feel like, okay, I have my path, and I need to get on it, I, I am, I, I, I just, I, I, well, no, it, like, the agenda right now is, like, I'm doing that thing that like knights do and people like who are starting a journey like I'm packing the horse I'm packing my supplies I'm making decisions as to like what I can take uh, and, and and just yeah what is my agenda now it's it's this is not like a very unusual I mean it's kind of unusual because I think my agenda my 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 path so to speak is it's not different in that it's to help people out but the people that I will be helping out specifically I think are gonna be those it's 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 funny now that I'm saying that I want to help people one 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 type of person is cannabis users that want don't want to be cannabis users anymore um, I have direct experience with this I just got off of I mean I just broke a 14-year uh, relationship with cannabis um, 
like 100%. It's it's broken. Like it's crazy. Like a 14-year relationship. I've been in two 5-year relationships and I thought those were momentous, you know, kind of uh milestones and also just periods in my life because it's like, oh wow, I spent 5 years with two people, you know, very many years apart. Um basically like 10. So weird. But um you know, this it's, it, I mean, it's, it's funny because it's similar in that, like, you know, when you, at the end of a relationship, and this is probably just for women because most of the time, um, when a relationship ends, it's a woman who's saying, you know what, we're done. Um, but see, with cannabis, in the last year, I decided, for whatever reason, okay, I'm still going to smoke, but it's going to be organic cannabis only which was kind of a big deal for me because I was working at like the top cannabis company in um, in my state Washington State which is a very you know again it's high-end and so the THC level of the weed that we made was always in the high 20s if not you know low 30s so for me to you know in the last year to be like you know what I'm done with that I just want to to again like only be with organic shit like kind of momentous um you know we were given uh samples gram samples like god five six grams a month um and it's not a big deal that i never got into that but um because i you know but even when i got the job two and a half years ago i didn't i was not a dabber um but they also gave us pens you know where it was like you know you can just screw it onto a little e-pen and, and hit it but no, I, I broke that off too, because uh, it was just like, tolerance is a bitch, man. Like, tolerance is a fucking bitch. Um, and when you are, when it's with something like that, where, like, it's so mental, you know, it's so fucking mental. Um, it's infuriating and, and cannabis is so fucking expensive. Like I found, I was going through some pockets yesterday and I found a receipt for um, a quarter of some organic weed and it was $74, you know? Um, and that probably would have lasted me like a week. Um, and ultimately that's not a lot of money, I guess. That's $10 a day, but you know, like a pack of cigarettes, like organic cigarettes is $10. So essentially I was paying for a pack of organic cigarettes every day, every, every day, <laughs> every day. Um, and you get, you know, 25, 20 or 25 cigarettes in a pack, you know? So, and that's something that, you know, thank God I've never really gotten into. I mean, definitely I bought some cigarettes, always organic, um, during like especially stressful times, like <laughs> I'm breaking up with somebody, you know, like my, everything is falling apart, my, everything, you know, my, my world, my heart, my brain, my, you know, um, 
you know, it's like when you don't even want to eat, you kind of realize like, I need to employ something to keep me going. And, you know, I'm not brainwashed like the rest of the world, fortunately. Um, and I know that organic tobacco is actually not that bad for you. You know, like moderation is key as, as with everything, moderation is key, but organic tobacco, like if you can moderate that shit, if you can make a pack of 20 or 25 last like two weeks or something, it's really not that bad. Um, you know, it just, it, it keeps you alert. It keeps you alive. Uh, you know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't know. I'm just like, today is day one. And I'm happy and I'm healthy. And those are the people that I want to help. Because this feeling, you know, like I've, I woke, I've been up for, what is it? It's almost 10 o'clock. When I was smoking, by now I would have gone to my little bong over there. And I would have, you know, <laughs> visited um, but the fact is like, I, I haven't, I didn't even think about it until now, you know, I don't need a bong rip to fall asleep. I don't need to crush them up before I, you know, take the dog for a walk. I think I'm going to go to the library today, which I have not been to a library in, um, <laughs> shit, dude, high school. Like literally I've not been to a library since high school. I feel bad about that. Um, but see, it's like, do you see? It's like, there's a new chapter in my life. I'm going to go there. I'm going to find the existential books because that's also what I want to do. I want to, I mean, I want to put out the service, the, the, the lifeline of being like, hey, if you need somebody to coach you off of cannabis, I can talk to you, which I'll just let you guys know because I'm not... I'm not a money motivated person. I'm not like, I, I understand that I need to make money, which is why I'm partly why I'm doing it because, Hey, I live in a house. I have electricity. I have bills, you know, and it's, you know, not very many bills. It's, it's an electric, electric bill. It's a, a internet bill. It's my rent. Like that's basically it. And my food, my dog, my and my dog's food, which I've eaten organic, straight up organic food and drink for seven years now. Okay. And I, this, everything you see is because of that. Okay. I'm 34 years old. Do you see? I don't have any fucking wrinkles. And I want to say that it's because, yeah, I take damn good care of myself in that I don't eat shit. I don't eat chemicals. I don't eat unpronounceable ingredients. And I haven't for a fucking long time. And I will never go back to that shit because that also was its own thing to, to transcend. Like... Which, to go back to my spoiler alert about getting off cannabis, it's like, I think you have to do what I did, where it's like, when you've made the decision that you care about yourself, you need to transition from whatever you're smoking to organic. And stay there for like six months to a year. Just because you're detoxing from not just the THC, you're also detoxing from... And I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tell you this as somebody that worked in cannabis on a farm for two and a half fucking years. I know the things I saw, you guys, the things I saw. And I'm talking about, I worked for like the top end, highest end 
weed company, okay? Like the most expensive shit at the fucking dispensaries here in Washington State. Yeah, I grew that shit. There is mold. There is bugs. There's, there is um, undeni un unidentifiable, un unknown shit. Like there would literally be like a weird sap that sometimes would show up on the buds and nobody knew, even on the internet, I would look it up and it's just like, what the fuck is this sap? You know, um, it's some type of sugar because I, I, I tried it a couple times and like when it's clear, it's super, super sweet, like so sweet. And it's actually really good. Um, but it also, it changes colors, you know, I guess, depending on how, um, old it was and it would turn into a reddish amber color and when I tried it when it was that color it was not good like like ugh, you know not good so yeah mold bugs unknown shit pesticides insecticides additives to make it you know taste like cotton candy or whatever smell like a supermodel's ass you know like just un artificial shit um so yeah, get off of regular shit to onto organic shit so you're not dealing with that. And then once your body has detoxed that, then like really the rest is downhill. Like you don't even, again, once you get off of that shit, which you don't even know you're on, um, because like nobody knows that stuff. Like in, in, until I started working for that farm, I didn't know about mold, I didn't know about bugs. And now I know, like, if if and when you buy cannabis, the bigger the bud, the more likely it is that there's going to be mold inside of it. And um, nobody should smoke mold. I don't have to say that, but I'm going to. But nobody should fucking smoke mold. No, it, Nobody should even be able to sell mold. But, you know, the state doesn't give a fuck about us. It really, it allows this stuff because it knows what it's doing to the general population. You know, it knows what it's doing to thousands, if not millions, of people's brains every year. Oh my god, burn for you by Creo. Um, so yeah. Get off of inorganic weed. Get on organic weed, six months to a year. And then transition to fucking hemp. That shit is legal. That shit is, you know, it doesn't look exactly like weed. It kind of looks like swag. It looks like shit from like the 70s. <laughs> but, um, you know, like it's at this point in, in, in where you are, it's like your body just kind of needs to, to hit something, you know? And, and you do kind of get like a, even though it's like half a percentage of THC, um, it's enough. Like, you will be surprised how little y you can, you can operate, you know, happily, recreationally speaking, um, on a very, very, very <laughs> minuscule amount of THC. Um, and that's it, you know? Like, I, I think other things too, like just being... I mean, when you resolve to do something, like truly resolve, it's a lot easier, you know, because you're just like, I'm done. You know, it's like the end of a relationship where you're just like, I'm done. I deserve better, you know? And like with weed, 
It is just so expensive. It is just so motherfucking expensive. Like, excuse me, I I was thinking about it when I saw it, when I found that receipt that was like, you know, here's $74 for fucking seven grams of this shit. Like, what medicine is that comparable to? You know? Like, am I essentially buying insulin like I'm a fucking diabetic? You know, and, and you hear people bitching all the time about, like, why are we making diabetics pay so much for their shit just to keep them alive? It's the same thing with weed. It's just like, why are we making people pay so much per gram when, you know, there's a percentage of people that it's it's medicinal, you know? I don't know. It's just, it's so expensive. There's people that are making so much money off of it. And... There's, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 times more people than that who are going into debt, who are, you know, spending their student loan money, um, their savings and stuff on weed. And it's no better than like those people who are addicted to to alcohol or, or scratch tickets, like, you know, I don't know. I, I, live, in, I live in Washington State, as I've said. And we very much have the worst cannabis laws in that you're not allowed to grow your own shit here unless you have a medical license, um, which I can't remember how much that is. But like, you you know, you need to have like doctor's notes and shit like that. I don't know, man. It's just so dumb. Everything is just so dumb. And But that said, it's like, ultimately, why I want to help people with this specifically is that the mental clarity that I have now is... I mean, there are no words. There are no words for how much better I feel in every way, shape, and form of, of my body. Like, I just, I talk, I think, I remember, like, here's where I was. And I'm, I'm off the fucking graph now. Like, I mean, I don't regret, you know, I started smoking cannabis when I was 20. And I went until I was about 33. I'm 34 now. Um, so we'll just say 34. We'll just say I had 14 years with, with this plant. I don't regret any of it. Um, but that said, I am eternally grateful to, for the time that I spent on that farm. Because before that, I would not have known any of this shit that I just said. In terms of what you need to be able to look for in order to not fuck yourself up. Um, and I get it that like, you know, especially when you're in your 20s, like you're all of your 20s, you're just looking to get fucked up, you know, because, you know, you've left your parents' house, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. But that said, a lot of people don't um, because it's just, it's a cutthroat world, you know, and it, but it's always been like that. And, but it's just, it's, it's getting more and more and more expensive. Um, and nobody can do things on their own. They just can't. You always have to have a partner, which 
<laughs> just like how we're not taught to, you know, open up buds of weed when, um, when you buy your, your shit, we're not really taught how to, um, pick a partner. Um, you know, I, I think it's so much more easier. It's so much more, um, it's more likely, I should say, that you will, like your first couple to few relationships are going to be ultimately shit shows where, like, it's not so much the people that you're with that are shit, but it's the pairing that is shit. Um, I mean, I think we are very much in need of people who, um, matchmakers, like, I think most cultures have that, you know, where they, you know, they just know, you know, this person would be good with this person, you know, and like, may, I think that's how, you know, for the most part, Indian marriages are arranged. Like, yeah, it's always, you know, there's a big, um, just like this family wants to marry into this family and this one had a boy and this one had a girl and they're gonna, you know, make them do whatever. But no, I think also they kind of take into account, because I mean, holy shit. I've never been into um, astrology. But that said, the Indian astrology, the Vedic astrology, that shit, dude, makes, I think, Western astrology look like it's incomplete elementary shit. Like, they are just on another level with that shit. And, um... You know, like, I'm pretty sure that Indian um, marriages have a higher success rate than, you know, Western ones do. Which, yeah, you could say on one hand it's like, because, you know, here divorce isn't that bad. You know, it's kind of expected for your first one not to work out. And Indian ones, it's just like, once you're, you're shacked up, you're kind of stuck together. That said, I know that divorce is becoming, every year, you know, a more and and more acceptable thing but that said it's like they get one that like marriage is work like for lack of a better word marriage is work marriage is a, a decision that you have to make every single fucking day to keep going you know and like when you do have a family and stuff like that you're gonna be more likely to be a little more self-sacrificing. Here, it's just like, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, but like people, they don't even know how to be parents here. Like, it's very sad, you know, like here, you know, parents, they think disciplining a child means, you know, taking away a phone or spraying them with a spray bottle like they're a dog, like, it's very embarrassing to even say, um, because I mean, I, I'm talking as, as, as Mexican who, when I was a kid and I fucked up, you know, like I knew I was going to get my ass beat, you know, which, yeah, you could be like, oh, that's not right, Wendy. Violence is never the answer. Um, that said, it wasn't really the violence itself that I remember. It was the fear of my fucking mother, you know? Um, 
I don't even know what I'm talking about, but yeah, it's it's agenda day. We are my agenda is to continue studying or really delve into it's 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 like one third studying exactly what I'm gonna do, one third um, doing you know what I've started to do here. Where it's like, I'm writing shit out. You know, I'm making a, a game plan. Uh, I'm making a, a program, you know, for people. Whether they want to get off weed. Or the other thing I want to do. One of two. Thing number two out of three. Because I think there's three things ultimately that I want to do. Yeah. Is helping people with their psychedelic journeys. Which... I've just found out in the last couple years that I'm extremely good at helping people and being in, in like a psychedelic state of mind. And um, it's exciting because like this is not something that I grew up doing. Um, quite honestly, like me and psychedelics, it's a very new thing. It's a very new thing. It's something that's like no more than two or three years old. And I mean, I've only taken like two major doses, the, the five, you know, where you take over five grams and stuff. But like, I'm gonna tell you right now in simple, just layman's terms, like this bitch doesn't change. Like when I'm on a high dose, like it's like this, like it's like this. Um, yeah, my eyes get like, they turn black or whatever, you know, um, dilate or whatever you wanna say. But um, like, no, I am very much a psychedelic person. And so when I'm in that state or somebody else is in that state or we're both in that state, I am right there and I make sure that, you know, nobody gets hurt, nobody gets stuck in a bad place. Um, I don't know, I've just, I've, I've, I've helped enough people with their journeys um that I can't deny that um that is at least a part of why I was put on this earth I think the first person I dosed I gave him three and a half grams and um one like and that was before I did any sort of fucking research on this on the thing I'm gonna tell you, I fucking loved this guy. Like, I wanted to be with this guy, you know? Like, I did. I loved him. I'm an INFJ. He was an ENFP. He is an ENFP. And they are just, like, the funnest fucking people ever. Um, ENFP is my um, unconscious. And so, you know, it was just, like, the connection that we had was insane. Like, I'm one of those people that, like... It's very hard to meet people who can stand me, um, who can understand me, um, who can 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 be around me because I'm so intense, you know. Um, and this guy, like, it was one of the very first times, or at least a f the first time in, a, in you know like ten years or so, where I was with somebody and it was just like electric, you know, electric. That said, the night I dosed him. We went out to a mountaintop and set up a tent and stuff. 
and I dosed him. And, you know, we just had an excellent time, but I knew the whole time, like, I can't fuck him. I can't do anything sexual with this person. It's not okay, because I'm the guide. My job right now is to keep his head above water, because he had never done anything, um, I don't think he did any psychedelics, and, you know, three and a half grams, it's, you know, it's obviously not a heroic dose, but it's not like, it's not a nothing dose either, you know, we're not, it's not like we're microdosing. So, anyway, um, I really never saw him after that, um, because his life changed so drastically after that, um, it must have been early 2020, because, like, it was kind of like, it was quarantine time, and things were getting really weird, like, with masks and stuff like that being, you know, required to go (laughs) into a fucking McDonald's, like, what? Like, I'm gonna poison my body now with your toxic food and your shitty sugary drinks but you want me to wear a mask to protect my health like shut the fuck up (laughs) so anyway he moved very quickly thereafter to um idaho because idaho was just like we ain't doing that we ain't doing that and so I talked to him on the phone and he, I asked him like, how are you? You know, I was checking in on him to make sure that like he was okay because I had, you know, put him through something kind of a big deal. And he said to me, I'll never forget the words he said. He said, I'm so happy. I don't even want to tell you like, which on one level, you know, cause again, like, I fucking loved this man, you know, and like the connection. Um, But on another level, a higher level, a greater level, I was so fucking proud, you know, I was like, oh my God. I killed the old one, you know, I killed old Nick and he's now, you know, like a phoenix. And he's better than he's ever been. He's happier than he's ever been. He made a decision to leave this shit whole place. Because I like my town. I do. I've been here for eight, almost nine years now. Um, and I'm, it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's very liberal. You know, as they want to say that they're liberal. It's very just brainwashed, for lack of a better word. Like, I, this is a brainwashed city. Um... That said, I think it's waking up because when I go outside, when I go on trails, when I go to parks, 90% of people are not wearing masks. Like, this is not LA, this is not New York, you know, this is a very much, like, acceptable place to be. Um, Yeah, most people are probably vaxxed at least once or twice, but I think a, a growing number every day are realizing, like... This is not about what they are telling us about, you know, and, and, and even if it is like the cost to society is just, you know, like the, the, uh, what is it called? The, the punishment does not fit the crime, you know? Um, and like, yeah, this is a very intellectual city. There's, there's colleges, there's technical colleges, 
community colleges, um, places where you can learn, you know, various skills and stuff like that. Um, what is the one that I'm thinking of? Um, psychotherapy, which is something that I probably will do in the future because, um, you know, I, I paint pictures for people when I talk, which is a big reason why people don't want to talk to me because it's like, it's so visceral the way I talk, you know, like I use metaphors and analogies and like for some people, it's just too much. <laughs> but that said, it's like, if you are in the, you know, change my life stage lane of life, I'm a good person to, to, to have in your passenger seat or maybe even your driver's seat for a minute until you're ready to like take the wheel because it's so possible to change, you know? It's so possible to, to let go, to just shed all of like society's expectations and, and um, the, the programming, you know, that, you, that you've you know, been wearing like a fucking thick ass coat all your life throughout all of the seasons. Um, I don't know, like when I talk to people, it's very much like we're both standing, looking at each other, and we're both naked. And it's like, there's no lying, there's no pretense, there's no pretending. This is just you and me. And, and I just want you to be happy naked because that's a big thing in life. It's like, can you be naked and look at yourself in the mirror and be happy with what you're looking at? Um, if and when you can, like, it's such a fucking high. It's like, it's like how I am now where it's like, I can get up and not immediately run to my bong and be like, hey bong, <laughs> good morning, you're my best friend, you know, and just kind of blow my essence out the window, you know, like, and I'm not even advocating for, for sobriety, you know, I'm really not, I don't, my whole thing is moderation is key, moderation is life, you know, like, I, I'm not gonna throw away my bong, I'm not gonna throw away, I'm not, you know, not gonna even say no to cannabis or, or, or hemp or anything like that or, or tobacco or anything. It's just like, I'm just very much of the opinion that it's much better to go through life, not addicted to something, not, you know, cause it was just, that's what I remember. It's just like every week I got to go to the dispensary and literally spend 80 fucking dollars on something that I'm just gonna, you know, light on fire. And, and but the thing, you're getting grams. Like, you're literally getting grams for, like, $100. Which, you know, would be one thing if on a, uh, on, on a, on, if I knew on, on the physical level, you know, in my head, that shit is good. That shit doesn't have mold in it. That shit doesn't have bugs in it. But I do, you know, and I can't not know that. I can't forget that. I will never forget that. What I saw is burned into my fucking memory and every cell in my body where 
I literally want to tell as many fucking people as I can. Like, I need to write a pamphlet on it at the very least where it's just like, you know, just like one of those cute little zines where you fold up an A4 piece of paper and uh, it's like, you know, four or five pages, you know, just tiny. Um, that And the title is like, what to do when you buy weed. You know, number one, weigh it. Weigh it. Weigh that shit. Because I swear to God, the uh, there were... And this should have told me about the company that I was about to work with. The first, I got hired on. And um, they gave us a um, a sample. Or I, and or I went and bought some. I, I, I know I definitely bought like an eighth. Um, after I'd been working there a minute. Um, you know, just to try it or whatever. Um, and I weighed it. And it was short. And I was just like, oh my God, you know. <clears throat> and at, at that time, you know, I was, you know, so in love with the company and stuff like that, that I thought, oh, you know, fucking bud tenders. They just, you know, peeled our little seal off and took a nug. Because that's all it was. It was missing a nug. Um, but no, and, and it doesn't matter. You know, I have no idea who stole the nug out. But it's like, dude, it's so expensive that if you get shorted, twice you know and I told somebody else at work and they were like yeah me too I, I fucking weighed out my shit too and I was you know the, I was shorted so you know I don't know who's stealing buds I don't know I don't know if like because where I worked there were two buildings where it was like you had the the farming one where it was like we did everything from harvest defan hang trim you know and then we'd sent it to the other building and they just, you know, did the, the weighing. That's it. They weighed out. But, and so, and, and like, if you, if you were a real worker, you were a farmer. You were like, I'm going to do the hard work and I'm going to love it. And, you know, trimming, because trimming also is very hard work. Like mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you got to be fucking on the level to, to do that shit every day, day in, day out for seven hours a day packaging uh really you know it was the weaker people it was just like the physically weaker not as smart people like I'm I'm sorry I hate to say that but it was just like <laughs> I didn't work over there for a reason because it was just like the vibe was so immature too like the things that they would talk about as a group was just like <laughs> where's my fucking headphones can I get this shit up to 11 because I'm literally getting dumber listening to these people talk, which I went to college, so like I, I can't, I can't like get dumber, you know, that's, that's a loss of investment, even though I didn't pay for my college, it's like, no, like this, this conversation is below me, and even the work, it was just like, I mean, I was good at it, you know, I loved it, you know, there were, there were times when it was like, okay, everybody has to go into packaging, and I fucking loved it, I was so quick and stuff like that, I could, I knew you know, I could make an eighth, I could make a quarter, I could make an ounce, like, just visit, like, looking at it, you know, I knew what nugs to pick out to get that shit quickly, I was very quick at it, um, what am I talking about, <laughs> um, god, lord, Wendy, I just go on so many fucking tangents, I don't know. I don't care. Um, I have to wrap up because I am also turning this into a podcast and 
according to it, I have about 13 minutes to wrap up. So I'll start doing that now since my wrap up sessions are their own thing. Um, yeah, just to be concise, today is the first day of your life and my life. Everyone's life. December, it might as well be the new year today um, because 2022 is now. And it's time to make goals. It's time to make plans. It's time to start an agenda. Now my agenda is to help people with their psychedelic journeys. I know that's not gonna be, you know, an everyday thing because quite honestly, that, that would, that's exhausting. You know, psychedelic journeys last for like six to 10 hours, you know, and there's, you know, there's a possibility of throwing up. There's a possibility of shitting yourself. Um, you know, you could cry for like six hours, you know, weep. Um, so that's going to be something that I do, you know, a couple times a month with, with somebody, you know, just to, just as a, as a lifeline, um, for a few very select few people who are serious about, you know, taking that experience and, and, and changing, you know, every aspect, of, basically every aspect of who they are in their path. I do have a program already. That's actually all set. Like I actually, the only thing I really need to do is uh, make a uh, playlist for it, which like I don't even really have to do because there's enough people out there who have made psychedelic playlists. Like that's all set. It's just advertising at this point where I make a, you know, Facebook page, a YouTube, uh, a LinkedIn, where it's just like, here I am. My name is Wendy. I'm a shaman. Can I help you? You know, would you like help? Um, um, I'm also a minister, so, um, you know, demons, I don't fear them, you know, and I am, I think that's it. I just don't fear them, you know, like, and I don't know why, you know, I kind of want to know why I don't. Um, I know fear is healthy. You know, fear lets you know, you know, hey, danger. But that said, it's like demons do not get any strength from my fear. Because I know that on, on, a, on a basic level that that's how they manifest is, is, is by feeding off of people's fear. So yeah, one aspect is, is get, is help those who are ready to change their fucking everything from their ba brain chemistry to their heart chemistry and just change their life. You know, cause sometimes you need something that extreme to be like, you know what? I'm fucking done with this job. I'm fucking done with this person. I'm fucking done with my family. I'm fucking done with this town. You know, new me from top to bottom, it's fucking new me. And I need, and some people need a psychedelic journey to just really hit that reset button. I kind of want to buy a teepee because I think a teepee would be a really nice 
environment, you know, where they can just lay down and I can be there, you know, and it's this very like spiritual. Um, and outdoors, you know, without being fully outdoors. I live in Washington, it's cold and rainy nine months out of the year. Um, existential life coach, I think that's the third thing where I really want to help people understand that I think what I've been saying this whole time where it's like every single day is the first day of the rest of your life it doesn't matter who you were yesterday man it really fucking doesn't um I mean I'll be the first to say like hey I was a jackass yesterday you know and like I'm not okay with people bringing up the past and trying to shit on me about it you know like, I have a cousin who, you know, like, I grew up with her. You know, she's only one year older than me. And so we spent our childhood together. But I had to sever that connection in, in our early 20s because she never, and she's still in the past. Where, you know, like, the last time I talked to her years ago, you know, she brought up something, like, a really embarrassing thing when I was, like, you know, in my teens. And it was just, like... Why did you bring that up? Why did you bring up that shit fucking memory? You know, I think I, I posted something on Instagram a few years ago when I had like an actual Instagram page. Now I really don't. Now it's, you know, something to protest the bullshit that's happening. But like a couple years ago, a few years ago, I had an Instagram page where I would just put pictures of my beautiful dog. And um, I'll show you guys my dog. Well, you can't really see him, but like... It's a big dog. It's a big-ass dog. Um, and so, you know, I'd put a picture of him. And then I would write something, you know, <laughs> existential. Um, but yeah, this bitch would just constantly, you know, live in the past. Which, I don't know if you guys know about MBTI, but like, as an INFJ, my demon function is introverted sensing. And that is basically the past. Memories. And so if you are going to bring up the past to me in a negative light, uh, I'm going to get violent with you, you know? And so, and but I don't really do violence, that said. So I'm just going to cut you out. Like, I don't care if you're my cousin. I don't care if we spent years growing up together. You only get a couple fucking jabs in, in, in my ego before I'm going to say, you know what? Fuck you. Have fun with your life. I wish you the best. But you are no longer privy in mine. Which, you know, <laughs> no big deal, you know? I mean, not for me anyway. I'm a very self-sufficient person. I don't... I don't need anyone, man. Like, and I'm not saying it as, you know, from a broken place, you know? Like, no, I'm an INFJ. Like, we spend... 99% of our, our our life in our mind and and we're very happy you know with who we are for the most part because we go through years if not decades of just fucking hating ourselves <laughs> in uh you know everything gets old including self-hate you know luckily so um you know I'm past that and um that stage is over and now it's like self-love time and, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm just not, you know, and I love myself. Like, I fucking love myself. Um, and that I kind of don't think will ever go away because it's, it's a, 
it's a contentious love in that like I'm never happy with myself um, I mean I'm proud I'm proud of what I've done but it's not like it translates into this feeling of like I'm done I'm perfect I've made it no like no um, um, and and we do get so much of our happiness as a lot of people do from helping other people like I love giving I love you know that's my extrovert sensing um, subconscious you know where it's just like we are givers we love to give we love just yeah we love to give like I, I get off more on giving than I do getting just straight up you know um, and that's not to say like people don't know how to give me shit you know it's just like I don't know like I guess it's just like again it's it's my critic where it's just like it's telling me like it's just critical you know introverted feeling I think that's my critic it's just like it's really hard for me to be happy happiness is like I don't know something slippery like a like it's like my hands are covered in Vaseline and I'm trying to hold on to a water balloon the happiness happiness is the balloon and it's just like it's always squirming out and um, you know it's fun when I'm you know actively holding it and stuff like that it's fun you know but like dropping it and watching it fall on the ground and burst it's like pretty used to that you know I'm pretty I'm pretty used to just not being happy um, anyway I have to go uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope you all have a great day. Remember that today is basically the first day of 2022. Um, that said, every day is the first day of the rest of your life. So keep making plans, you know, have an agenda and stay on your path. Okay, whatever it is, whether it be be an artist, be a musician, be a business owner, be a shaman, be a teacher, be a fitness coach. Be a weed farmer, you know, like be the best that you can fucking be and just and love your path, man. No matter what it is, even if you know that it, you know, it's not going to last forever. Just know that, you know, there there's passion in you that certain people on this earth deserve to see, you know, we all have the capacity to make other people happy and you know you think you know by giving somebody a compliment or something like that that it makes them feel good but it's like it's really just a reflection of your strength because you're able to to give you know like there's nothing worse than being um, I don't want to say cheap, but um, we'll just say cheap because it's like <laughs> nobody likes people who just take, you know, greediness is like that does not turn on anybody. It really doesn't. Nobody feels safe in the presence of a greedy person. Um, I mean, people say this all the time. You can't take money with you, man. You can only take your relationships. 
So make good relationships, make good choices, and enjoy yourself. Bye now. <laughs>